The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're tuned in to Heat Check with Trista Crick. On this bonus episode of the Heat Check, we've got a special guest. Kurt Heelan, the lead NBA writer at NBC Sports, is here to give us the state of the NBA before free agency hits on Friday. He joins us on this episode by my co-host, Nick Ashew. It was recorded on my national radio show, BetMGM Tonight. If you like betting, uh, give that show a try as well. Nick, do me a favor and drop that beat that should be Rihanna. All right, we bring on Kurt Heelan, lead NBA writer, managing editor at NBCSports.com. When I see Scoot, Kurt, all I can do is imagine like Anthony Edwards, Davion Mitchell, a little little Donovan Mitchell. Uh, so to me, you talked about what we should expect from, from Wemby. Like what can we reasonably expect from Scoot if he gets the minutes? I'm a huge fan of what I think he can be. What the expectations are is... I think he's might be the rookie of the year. I mean, it's going to be hard to unseat Wemby because Wemby's going to be a walking highlight machine. Could be rookie of the year. I think rookie of the year is absolutely reasonable for him, depending on whether Dame is there. Like it affects his point totals, <laughs> like obviously. But like I think he's going to put up good numbers and be one of these top rookies in the class. And they're another team. I mean, in the West, outside of Denver being really good, I. I fear predicting anybody else in that conference right now. Yeah, and you talk about, you know, what Scoot can be, obviously two-way force, uh, and what he yeah. could look like with Dame. If this team was to trade Dame, which I don't think people really quite realize, it's going to take so much that the team that Dame maybe goes to is no longer a contender. Do you think, outside of Anthony Simons, because I think he gets moved, do you think that Shaden, Scoot, and Dame can function together and they can build a roster to truly contend, you know, outside of a team like Denver? Not really. I mean, I think they could be good, though. I mean, if, if that's one of those, like, if everything goes their way, who's – Shane can kind of – I mean, who's going to defend? Is Nurkic your guy in the middle, or are you getting another center? Another center. Another um, center. <laughs> Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez. <laughs> another center. You're like, Brooke Lopez. Wow, okay. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting one, by the way. I'm really curious. 35 years old, I'm like – and how many years do I want to be in that business? Like, yeah. as good as he is, as much as he's vital, like, that's, I, yeah, they could, they could make, I mean, look, again, in a wide open West, 
if those three are out there and it kind of comes together and everybody stays healthy, and you told me we get to Christmas and they're a frisky five seed, I, I could see that. Like, I don't think that that's, I don't think that's crazy. I also don't think it's crazy that they're the twelfth seed and you have me back on here to talk about how they're going to send him to Brooklyn. It's yeah, the, the the whole situation with them it just in general is it's it's been complicated, I feel like, for years and poor Trista's just been on an up and down roller coaster as a Portland fan dealing with it. Uh talking to Kurt Heelan, Bet MGM tonight. The Warriors went and got Chris Paul, which is weird considering well, there's like some bad blood with people on that roster, and then the Steve Kerr dynamic. It just th- his whole career arc now at this point just feels so uh, weird to see the Warriors. I mean, we saw the way that they regressed as you know the season went on. He gets to the play. Yeah. Is it is it done with Golden State? I I find it hard to just write this team off completely. But so yeah. much has changed now, even from that last championship they just won. They need they need everything to go right, which is a weird thing to say because they used to be the team where oh hey that guy got injured yeah, it doesn't really matter like they're still they're still probably going to win this thing right like it's not that way anymore and i think this is a weird fit on a couple of levels and the one that gets discussed the most is simply chris paul plays slow he is a walk it up survey the court guy this is a team that plays fast and in chaos so how does that work i think i'm starting right here i was just writing up something on on this fit today, I'm like, who starts? Can you bring Chris Paul off the bench? Or do you have to – who do you sit? We can't sit Wiggins, can you? You're not going to sit Green. You're going to go small and just start – bring Looney off the bench and have Green at center to start? Like, it's – they might end up doing that, but there's just not a natural – I mean, the natural fit, frankly, is Chris Paul running the second unit, and good luck selling that one. Like yeah. That. That's up to Trista. Trista, you get to sell that one day, and the rest of us are staying out of the room, man. I hear he's on a book tour, so maybe if we plug his book yeah. enough, maybe he'll he'll agree. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. How do the the Suns, Kurt, feel truly about DeAndre Ayton? Because now we've got the rumors that he was almost traded on, on draft night to the Mavs for some depth because Lord Phoenix needs that. But, like, it's been weird for a while, and now that Monty's gone, I thought maybe some things would change. And then if now that they are going to keep him, second part is is what do you think Frank Vogel's going to be able to do to get the vibes back good with Aiden? Haven't you loved the way Frank Vogel's played good cop? Yeah. Like, through this whole thing, like, oh, no, I man, he's the Aiden. best, man. He's going to be a drop-back center. It's going to be fine. Tristan, you, you guys probably know this. I can tell you, I've talked to sources. It wasn't just Monty in that organization frustrated with DeAndre Ayton's immaturity, lack of consistency. You know, let's pull out the Santa long list of issues that they've got with him, right? Like, that wasn't just a Monty thing. And so there's plenty of people in the organization, A, ready to move on, and B, they realize they've got no depth. And he was... He was, frankly, one of their best paths to getting depth in theory. The problem was in practice, I mean, 
you talk about the the trade with Dallas. You get Rashawn Holmes, Tim Hardaway Jr., who Luca's ready to be done with, so fine. That so you kind of get a replacement center and Tim Hardaway. Other teams are looking at this going, I'm taking on thirty million dollars a year for what for the next three years? Like there's just no market for him like they hoped there would be. Like they could go to the Clippers and get two or three quality pieces back. The Clippers are like, yeah, we got Zubox. He might be better, and he's a third the price. We're good. Thanks. Yeah, does that mean, just really quick as a follow-up, does that mean that mid-players mid that we're not absolutely sure are home-run max contracts just won't get maxes anymore? That is going to be, it is going to be really interesting to watch how the CBA shakes out and and how those, part of it is, yeah, I mean, should Aiden have ever gotten a number, that number in the first place in those maxes? I think you're going to see teams be far, well, I say far, they'll be more stingy with them because they realize once you get two, you're locked in in the CBA. Those are your guys and you got to build around them. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see what it does to the middle class. And it's the other thing that's just hard for us. And we throw around numbers like, oh, he's making 30 million. He's making 20 million. There's a reason when you talk to teams they use the number less and they talk about percentage of the cap more because the numbers are just stupid and they're about to get stupider. So mm-hmm. we'll go with stupider, stupider with the, with the new TV deal. Like it's going to get insane. And so it's just easier to say, Oh, he makes 13% of the cap because rather than say, Oh, he makes $15 million or $18 million a year because the numbers are just kind of ridiculous. You know, it was this time last year we were talking about this rise that the Grizzlies could have after a great showing, the regular season. You're like, this is a team that's going to take that next step. And then everything last year that happened happened. And now you've got another suspension for John Morant. Is this a team that we can just say needs to grow up and maybe this is a learning experience? Or could it maybe be a bigger issue that lingers this year? It could be a bigger issue that lingers. I, In that sense, don't you guys get the feeling Marcus Smart was like a really smart pickup? Yeah. yeah. I mean, a... A, just from the, the – you could plug him in to next to Zach Randolph and Tony Allen and the grit and grind Grizzlies and Marcus Smart would fit right in. But he's also – he's been in a winning organization that's been to the finals and done – you know, haven't climbed the mountains. Celtics fans may not see a banner, but, like, they've had a lot of success over the next few years. He's just not going to put up with their crap. Like, if if – Jaws a distraction. Jaws going to hear about it being a distraction. If guys are screwing around, they're going to hear about it. And not that he's naturally a vocal leader, but he's just not going to put up with it. And I think that that could be good for them. They're kind of, they're kind of a sneaky pick for me next year. That they, they have, I, they already have the pieces. With especially with Jaron Jackson Jr. stay, if Jaron Jackson Jr. can stay healthy, like I feel like they've got the pieces. It's just a question of, can they? stop shooting themselves in the foot is a really bad analogy there, but stop doing stupid things that get them in trouble. Yo, Kurt, so Houston's got a a ton of cap space, rumored to be going after Dylan Brooks, rumored to be going after FVV, Fred Van Fleet. We got about a minute, a little less. How much would one or both change this team? It'd make them a lot more dangerous, wouldn't it? Like, they're just, Fred Van Fleet is a great floor general, steady guy, Brooks helps them because for all of his issues, he is an elite defender on the ball. And, man, you could put five traffic cones out there last year, and it would have been more defensive than Houston half the time. So, like, I think that those two guys make them competitive. Again, competitive in the West gets them 
high play-in, low playoffs, kind of depending on who's healthy and how much Jalen Green grows. And Hey, this Jabari, the other big question, do you guys believe in Jabari Smith? Does he make a leap? Mm-hmm. I think he could. could. Culture. Needs, needs Culture, could. Kurt. Maybe get a few more shots in there. Jalen Green not taking them all. Kevin Porter Jr. Kurt Heelan, really appreciate the awesome time. Thanks stuff. for coming on with us. Thanks. Hey, anytime. Anytime. That's all the time that we have for this bonus episode of the Heat Check. Many thanks to Kurt Heelan and my BetMGM co-host, Nick Ashew and producer Skat Lynn. Check out the feed for past episodes and mini episodes which drop unexpectedly throughout the week. And follow the Heat Check as the offseason now is getting hot. Follow us on social, please, at this Heat Check and at Trista Crick on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Do not forget to download, please, subscribe. Tell your friends that like basketball. Just share it one time. Just do me a solid, and we'll see you next time. 